Right, and we are live. Uh, welcome back to another episode of Coach Kenny Podcast, a chat with Coach Kenny. Uh, today we have... Uh, Sandy Matharu. How are you feeling, mate? I'm all good, mate. I'm all good. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. I mean, as good as we can be locked in our house yeah. uh, for a month, right? Mm, for sure. Um, so just in case any of the audience members don't don't know what what you're about or what you do or you know what you specialize in or anything um mm. just just t- tell the audience a little a little bit about yourself man okay so um i'm a, a fitness professional just like ethan um i've worked in the fitness industry industry for like 12 years now um so i started in you know working the council gym um i've got my degree in sports and exercise science so i started during uni working in a little gym I didn't plan on getting into personal training, but it was just something I kind of fell into and I kind of really enjoyed it. Um, and as well as doing when I was doing my course, it just helped me apply some of the things I was doing. So I worked in chains like David Lloyd's, Virgin Activist Sporter, and now I currently um, am a freelance personal trainer now. Um, so I've gone into the line of working as a lifestyle coach now. Um, so just helping my clients improve their lifestyle bit by bit and making small manageable changes for them. So that's kind of my clients, that's my client base is, is working on making manageable changes that help them get a better and balanced lifestyle. So that's, that's kind of me. I did plan on being a footballer like every young kid, but you know, knee injury got me out of the game. You know, pesky old knee injury. The sponge, the, the sponge in the bucket didn't work for me, unfortunately. Uh, or the segment, uh, what was it? The segment of orange. That's, That's another it. old school yeah, method, yeah, yeah. isn't it? That, that, that used to work quite well. That and a bacon, bacon and sausage sarnie before a game. Real good. Definitely. Real, real af- athlete uh, nutrition. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, okay, nice, man. So what, what position were you going to play in, in football before your, your knee injury? Well, I was, um, I was playing right back at the time. So... Um, and then I was playing semi-pro at the time, like we all are, right? You know, before we were going to make it, right? Um, <laughs> basically, in pre-season, I dislocated my kneecap while I was messing around with some mates uh, playing football in um, in goals. Um, and my knee- kneecap dislocated on the pitch. And, um, yeah, it took me about a good, like, three months to kind of properly recover from it. Um, and I had to cancel my driving test as well because... That was that one hurt. That one hurt. I was so yeah. So I dislocated my kneecap. Um, and well, did you yeah, did I, you like did you look did you look down and your cap was just like so basically. So this is what happened, right? So I'm, we're playing, and um, I just felt this sudden pain, and I just like started like screaming basically, and like I I kind of blacked out at the moment. So I kind of don't know what happened, and then I looked down at my knee, and my kneecaps like to the side of my knee. Um, and honestly, to this day, the most excruciating. I, like, luckily, touch wood, I've never like broken any bones or anything like that. But that was the most excruciating pain I've ever felt in my life. Um, they tried to pop it back in on the pitch, and it wouldn't go. When so, you say they, when you say they tried to, what do you not, mean? Yeah, not, not my mates. No, I think they were always <laughs> yeah. traumatized at that moment. But um, so they called. Uh, they called uh, the um, obviously ambulance and uh, paramedics came. And they tried to actually gave me a bit of giggle gas to try and like calm me down. And um, 
just basically tried to pop it back in, it wouldn't go. So they had to take me to hospital um, and they uh, gave me a bit of morphine. So that was, that was fun. In the, um, Damn. And then three months, three months of like kind of rehab or? Yeah, so basically I, that's how I kind of got into going back to uni because I wasn't going to go to uni. I took a gap year basically to concentrate on football. And that was kind of a major sign for the universe how, for me. How long, into your, uh, how long into your gap year did, did uh, like literally, for the football? Literally first few months that happened. First few oh, months. Fuck. Yeah, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you know what? I was absolutely like ruined afterwards because like I, I, um, I had kind of taken that year out just to focus on football and I like, I kind of went into like a little, a little mini depression as it was. Um, and that's when I started like focusing on training a little bit more and I decided, you know what, I'm going to go to uni now. So I went to uni. Um, and, um, yeah, that's kind of, if, if that didn't happen, I wouldn't kind of be where I'm right now. So in a way, like, I've got to kind of be grateful for that happening because I wouldn't be in the position that I'm in right now. Right. Um, yeah. So, you know, all things I guess, I guess the, yeah, exactly. The, the universe tends to unfold as it should. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah 100%. Big believer in that, man. Um, right, man. Cool. So let's get, let's get cracking with some of the questions. Um, yeah. So what's the, what's the first thing that you, uh, sorry, wait, let me just rephrase that. So what's the, What's the first thing someone might do incorrectly while starting a, a fat loss uh, phase or journey or whatnot? Yeah. So um, I, I kind of base everything on the client that's in front of me at the time. So um, obviously after having a conversation with the client, um, it depends where they are really. So most of the time when someone's trying to improve their body composition, lose weight, one of the biggest things or the most common things that I find with people is that they, they've dropped their calories way, way, way down. Um, so they're like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying 1,000 calories. I'm trying 1,200 calories, which really and truly, it, it, you know, you know as, as well as I do, that is just a stupid amount of calories to be on, right? And yeah. really and truly, if you are aiming for weight loss, then um, – and you're not getting, you're not losing any weight. You're probably not hitting those amount of calories because you're probably not in that calorie deficit because you're not losing weight, right? Um, so that's one of the first things that I find with people is kind of getting them into understanding that you don't need to hit super super low calories to begin with for you to lose weight. It's about incrementally doing it and finding what works best for you. I think this is the problem with people that don't have much knowledge on on the issue, which is that they'll read something in cosmopolitan or one of these other magazines or and i said this is what you know this celebrity has done but those carries have been worked out specifically to them so it's not going to work for you as well so it's about kind of making it as individualized to them as possible and understanding you can't just do what someone else has done without no like without taking into account your own lifestyle what's going on in your life um because it's not going to be the same for you and you may not get the same results you, you probably won't get the same results um, and I think yeah. I think that the, the probably the, the issue with people reading like Cosmopolitan and that as well is that you know if you picked up a, a magazine from ten years ago you'd probably be talking about the Atkins diet quite a lot. Yeah. You know, if you if you picked up one from about five years ago, you might be talking about paleo diets quite a lot. You pick up one nowadays and it, and it's going to be talking about uh, keto or some modified version of keto or, so, or yeah. something along those lines as well. And then people just kind of. Because, you know, whether they can afford it or, or they don't know anyone or, or anything like this, then they don't end up kind of uh, getting professional advice. They kind of just take 
take it from what an editor has written in a magazine, right? And, and, and most of the time, those will be little sound bites of information, right? They won't be like, it won't give context. And I think that's what people miss is the context of what this person has done or why this person is doing this amount of carries or why they're doing this type of exercise. Like they need the context behind that. Um, and I think that also comes down to, you know, just having the right advice and where you're getting your advice from, you know? Yeah. Uh, another thing that I was going to say, another thing that <laughs> I just find um, people end up doing, I posted about it yesterday on Instagram, is just, you know, going, going, going the wrong way about trying to lose weight and just doing cardio or just doing hit sessions and just trying to focus on calorie burn instead of focusing on, okay, let's build a bigger engine. Let's learn how to build some muscle so that we can essentially, you know, expend more calories doing not as much instead of just trying to always think about expending as many calories because that it's going to, it's going to get ex like exhausting at the end of the day. Um, that's another, that's another thing that I find that when I first speak to people, those the two areas that most predominantly come up with clients. So, um, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure that you'd agree on this as well is that if you took someone from, eating uh let's say 1600 calories of mm. uh you know donuts and pizza yeah. and uh croissants and obviously it won't be a lot of food for 1600 calories but yeah, yeah. Uh, but then you you change them over to eating actually larger volumes of food yeah. which are way more satiating uh but exactly the same calories just maybe obviously the macro balance might be a bit different because they'd be higher protein and what mm. whatnot but if we're just talking about calories, if you took someone from eating 1,600 calories of junk to then eating 1,600 calories of real food, vegetables, fresh uh, fish or meat or, um, or vegan produce or whatever, um, then they probably still would drop weight, even though yep. the calories are exactly the same, right? Just because it's, non, uh, it's foods that won't cause so much inflammation. Uh, it's kind of natural produce, higher in fiber, uh, vitamins, minerals through the, through the roof. Yeah. Right? You know. It, it's only only benefits from from eating like that isn't it yeah i mean i think that's that's one of the things that um people need to focus on as well as is getting more nutrient density with their food as well because nutrient density has like you've just mentioned has so many benefits you know um although i think it's good to include those foods that you enjoy because i think it just helps keep you sane from time to time um and it's probably going to keep you more adherent to whatever diet you're trying to work with. Um, so it's good to get that balance, but keeping, I think, 80% of your food coming from nutrient dense sources and then giving yourself that little bit of leeway. Um, but again, it just depends on what your goal is, right? If you if your goal is like, you know, I've got 10 weeks to kind of prepare for a show, let's just say, then you're going to be a lot more strict, right? And again, that's going to require a different mindset a different way of doing things whereas if you're someone who's okay you know what i'm just your your average jane or bob whatever you are and you want to go <laughs> you know i don't know why just those the first two names that came to my head i don't know i was going to say karen but karen's controversial at the minute you know so um, <laughs> so, um yeah we, we don't want to don't want to get yeah, we know, we don't uh, DM, yeah dming us after this episode yeah <laughs> I suppose it just comes down to whether you want to improve your lifestyle a little bit more and work out. Okay. I'm, I'm happy to improve my composition, but over a longer period of time, 
I'm not in a rush to do it. But unfortunately, I suppose the way we live our lives, we're in a rush and impatient to get everything all the time. And it, it takes, I suppose, from us awareness, uh, to build awareness into our clients, to um, help coach them and guide them that, okay, you know what, you don't need to do this as fast as possible. It's just about making, taking small steps forward. Because also doing things too quick can be quite overwhelming for some people, which can lead them to, you know, revert back to old habits and um, self-sabotage. So, yeah, I mean, like if you, I don't know if you've got any, uh, like, you know, like obese clients or anything, um, but if, if, they're, if they're used to, let's say, you know, let, let's just say they eat high calories every day to get in the position that, that they were in. Um, and then like, let's say, obviously it's a little bit harder now during lockdown and everything, mm -hmm. but um, if like every Friday they meet up with their, with their mates and have, uh, you know, two pizzas each or whatever and watch a film, yeah. And that, that's what they do on a Friday. Yeah, yeah. If you then tell them to eat 3% fat beef mince burgers with, uh, with like, you know, rice and, and, and broccoli or whatever, there's not, not a chance in hell unless it's a very strong-minded individual yep. uh, that doesn't really care what their friends think of them. Um, there's no way that they're going to follow that. Whereas if you even told that person to, instead of having two pizzas and watching the film, just to get a burger and maybe like a side or something mm. and then have a, have like, you know, some salad or whatever with it. Even that is still, if they're eating healthy during the week, but then that's their treat to, to be with their friends and actually enjoy that burger. That burger is yeah. still going to be a third of the calories of the pizza. Right. Yeah. yeah. So they're still, they're still going to be making strides towards their goal, but you're not also ruining, ruining the whole social aspect of things for them. Yeah, 100%. And I think it's very important you touch on the mindset type of thing, uh, mindset side of things because I think certain people need to be in a particular mindset to achieve a particular goal. Like I know you, you guys at Raw specialise in really working with people that want to, you know, get into like really extremely good shape, right? Get ripped, shredded to the bone, right? So it's, it's like it's it's it's, uh, it's like a twelve week, uh, yeah. three month block normally. Some people come in just for eight weeks and some people come in just to just uh, to actually gain weight. Obviously, it's not, not yeah. what, we, yes. what we advertise, but you do get people coming in to try and make some gains mm -hmm. as well. Um, and do you find that mindset-wise, it's something you have to work on with people or do you find it something that um, people that are willing to make that choice to come to you guys already have it in their mind that okay you know i'm willing to make these sacrifices i'm willing to do these things in order for me to get to that point i, I mean uh yes and no i think that the way the way that it's marketed uh towards people is that you know you come here for a purpose yeah um the the, the purpose is you you're trying to get as lean as possible in the time frame which you've paid for uh yourself to do right um but obviously like like everything that's that's you know good it's not cheap yeah. so the, the so the people that that do end up paying that money they kind of see it as like um like an investment yeah. because because you know they're not they're not going to give like three or four grand away to then not listen to to what their coach or their nutritionist or the physio is, is doing right yeah 
And um, yeah, my mindset wise, I think the, the, the thing which I mainly have to talk to uh, with clients in regards to like the ones that raw would be um, just focus. Yeah. So, so just keep keeping their head in the game for that short period of time um, is, I mean, I'd argue that that's easier than a client coming to you and being like, okay, I don't have a, have a date. Yeah. I'm just going to keep, keep on training with you until, until I get the result. And then like, you know, they might have someone in their family die or, um, yeah. you know, might, might divorce the, their partner or, whatever it might might be these these big life things can can then come in the in the way of um of their of their progress but because you don't have that short time frame to do it in i don't i, I don't know what, what your opinion on it is but i i think that um having it like like that is um oh what's the word i've gone blank there it, it creates a it creates a kind of a pressure to kind of keep keep on point and 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 in you know, on that journey for that twelve weeks and stay and stick to it right, which I definitely agree with. I think if people don't know their why when they come to you, it's very difficult, um, and they don't have an end goal because sometimes having that end goal, you know, it makes you even more focused, you know, and yeah. it kind of lasers you in. So I totally I totally understand and get what you're saying. I think it just comes down to again, if you're putting it in context with the individual in front of you, they know they're going to be there for 12 weeks, right? It's going to make it like so much easier for them to know that okay, this is my end goal, and this is where I want to be by the end of that 12 weeks. And and I suppose if you've got a photo shoot at the end of that 12 weeks, right? Then you're going to be like, okay, you know what? Shit, I need to make sure I'm on point for that 12 weeks. Whereas I suppose, like you're saying, if you don't have that end goal in mind. And I think this is why it's so important and it's something I do with my clients is trying to make set mini goals for like a six week period. Okay, so over this six weeks, this is what our aim is, this is what our goal is. We reassess that after six weeks, then we move on to the next thing for the next six weeks. So it's just, you know, you're creating little milestones for people. I think that's so important to rather than just coming in each week, going through the process and not having anything to aim towards. It's so important to have an end goal, even, even if it's small, even if it's something like, you know, habits with food. Okay, we're going to work on for the next next four weeks. Is your habit is going to be so every single you know every single day you're going to include or you're going to work on 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 um, improving on the habit of eating more vegetables or getting more vegetable into a diet. It's something as small as that, and then trying to master that and then moving on to the next thing. I think there was um yeah. there was something that Bill Learney put out a while back, and it was like something about building habits and how 21 days isn't it's not true it's 61 days to, to actually build a habit and ingrain it into your mindset right so i think this is another thing that doing stuff for two weeks it's all good but it needs to be continued after that two weeks for it to become ingrained and become you know set into your mindset and become you know a a thing that you do instinctively as opposed to do or force yourself to do as it were yeah okay um yeah i mean so so what uh what what i was trying to get at before was that basically if if someone does end up divorcing their husband or whatever then yeah, then, yeah. You, then then you you can basically um for example manipulate that instead of in a 12-week thing you have to be like okay just stay on point you have to follow the plan blah 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 
uh, don't don't fuck this up kind of thing like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then but then on like a longer plan, you can, for example, if if they are in a quite a tough part of their life, you you can say to them like, you know, okay, here's your protein goal, here's your calories, yeah. just at least meet that as a bare minimum. Yes, yes. And then yeah. and, and then and then and then we'll just pick up again after that. Um, but but go, going off on, on what you've just said, what if you if you could imprint one thing into the the general population's brain, what do you, what would you imprint? I think the thing, um, one of the things that I'd definitely like to imprint, I'm thinking about it in the last year, is you know getting away from this quick fix culture, not just with fitness, but I think just in general in life is trying to kind of get away from doing the hard work and trying to find the easiest route to what x y or z whatever it is i mean and it's just knowing that even if you are going to do a quick fix is that having an exit strategy from that quick fix as it were it's like you know after that let's just say that 12 weeks or that six weeks that you've been hammering it home hard you know you have an exit strategy after that um but i think that would be one of the things that i feel like especially within our culture now we've got everything at the click of the fingers it's so easy and so accessible um, that I suppose you don't feel like you need to, or people feel like they don't need to work for it anymore. I think that would be one thing that I'd love to imprint on society would be, you know, um, let's get away from this quick fix and thinking that we need to do these short little things for us to, you know, get where we need to get to. Do you, do you think that's, um, that's why, I, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I've definitely noticed an increase in kind of younger kids and more general population starting to use sports enhancing drugs and things like this and you know they might not even have any aspiration to compete in 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 a show where you know everyone else is on gear so and and it's an untested competition so why wouldn't you Mm. but but they're, they're just like you know they work at quick fix and and they go to the gym and they they just want to get hench but like why why do they need to put on you know 20 pounds of mass in a year yeah you know, doesn't doesn't uh, make sense to me i think that's kind of like dictated by your environment right so if you're going to the gym and you're seeing guys that are bigger than you and you're like okay well i've been coming for three weeks and i don't see the results right i'm not getting bigger why am i not getting bigger you know, you are, you're buying your protein shakes, you're, you're getting all this, you're getting your protein and you're eating as much. Snort, as snorting as you your creatine. Exactly, snorting your creatine. <laughs> you know? Going to stalls, you know, between, between them sets and getting a... The, the thing is, if you're seeing that around you and you feel like you're not making any improvements or any changes, um, then you're going to kind of revert to something that you feel like is going to be, you know, helpful and getting that way and you're going to be more impressionable to that as well if someone offers it you'll be like this is listen why don't you try this you know i know someone who's done it um, and i think that's the thing again with the quick fix things is that in a way it's like you're desperate for that result so it's like you'll try whatever you feel you can to kind of get you that result and, and inevitably most of the time it doesn't actually work for you and that's when you then start getting frustrated and you know feeling shit about it really and that's why I'd probably say trying to avoid that because, you know, I know it sounds so cheesy to say, but there is no substitute for hard work. Right? No. So no, none, none at all. And you can always, you can always kind of tell when you, I don't know, if, like you, I'm pretty sure that you'd agree with this, but you, you can tell when you walk into a gym who's working hard and who's not. I remember in the, in the first gym that I worked in, um, 
in 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 muscle hill when when i when i came onto the gym floor like you know after working there for a year or something there was a dude sitting in the smith machine with a newspaper yeah and i like like literally not doing anything just sitting there just reading his newspaper and i like i remember i was only what 16 17 at the, at the time and i remember thinking like <laughs> what's this guy doing like such a waste of time uh for him to come here and, and I remember some of the other coaches trying to trying to talk to him and stuff, but he, he just didn't want to know. He just, he just you know, it, it's like, so we used to make a joke that like, you know, it's, it might be the only place that his missus doesn't bother him or something like that. And he's just like, just wants to read the paper. That's all that he wants to do without being spoken to. <laughs> on the Smith, on the Smith machine as well. What a place, eh? Hey? Yeah, and, oh, yeah. And, there was only, and there was only one Smith machine as well. Oh, mate. In, in 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 a gym where most of the most of the clients uh, are like over sixty five, so the Smith machine was quite popular in in that in that gym. Not <laughs> surprised one of the other members didn't say nothing to him, to be honest. No, I mean they probably did, but yeah, but he's he probably, probably just getting shit by that point, did he really? How many sets have you got left? He's on like page fifteen of his new newspaper. Yeah. About another <laughs> ten pages left before you can use this. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, if you if you had a, a like top tip for someone just starting out in their health and fitness, you know, maybe maybe they're trying to start to get fit during this lockdown stuff. What would um, what what would your advice to someone trying to get started during during the lockdown be? Um, I'm a big big advocate for like routines and habits. So, and what I'd what I'd say for people to focus on is think about the habits and the routines that you need to put in place for you to get the result. So work on imp implementing one habit at a time, especially if you're starting out and you've never done it before. Um, it's going to be quite tough um, to, you know, do everything at once. So, cause it's, it can get quite overwhelming. So my advice to people would be like, start with one habit, one thing that you feel like you can achieve and accomplish and do well, because that's going to help build you momentum. Um, so that would be the first place I'd start. So figure out what is it that you need to do to get your result. Whether that's, you know, I need to eat less calories. Okay, how do you go about eating less calories? Okay, let me reduce my portion sizes. So that would be the first habit that I'd work on for, for the first couple of weeks. And then after that, what's the next habit? And then after that, what's the next habit? Because I find that working on one habit or one routine at a time actually helps to kind of imprint that, like we spoke about earlier into your daily routine and it becomes then a standard thing to do as opposed to, you know, trying to think, okay, you know what, I've got to make sure my, I'm going to carry deficit, I've got to make sure I get my protein, I'll make sure I'm eating vegetables, I've got to make sure I work out today. And then you're going to, you think about all those things at the start of day and it can get quite overwhelming, especially if you've not done it before because um, you're changing your whole lifestyle around. So it would be about building, you know, these habits and routines into your lifestyle so that it's easy for you to do it, implement it, and then for it to become, you know, part of your daily rituals and routine. Yeah, um, it's like it's it's like just adding more notches onto your belt, essentially, exactly. isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that's that's for for a beginner. I would say that would probably be the best place to start in terms of improving your lifestyle and helping you to lose weight. Because I think at the at the end of the day, the whole the whole emphasis of trying to, um, you know, work out, eat better, is to improve your health. Um, and you're better off trying to do that bit by bit rather than trying to go to extremes from the get-go if you're a beginner, unless you have guidance from a coach like yourself. 
or, or myself, you know, that can help you on that journey. Um, yeah. But if it'd been, yeah, that would be my I think, I, I, I think quite a lot of people think of, of uh, you know, coaching or personal training or having a coach as, I mean, and it kind of is, that they see it as, as like a massive luxury. Hmm. But I remember reading a, an article like, you know, I think five years ago or something in, in The Guardian, and it and it was saying that you know if you if you even just about have the money, hmm. that that that's something that you should invest in because realistically, like most most of the people that come to train with me, um, the the time that they have with me is almost the only time that they have for themselves. Yeah, because it's the 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 other twenty three hours of the day are taken up uh, sleeping, dealing with their kids, dealing with their families, their spouse, you know, like everything. Um, and actually that's the only thing, the only one thing other than them going to work to earn money that they do for themselves. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's, it's so, so important, especially when obviously you're trying to look after your health, everything comes into that aspect of just looking after yourself basically. Yeah. And uh, now expanding on that, I think a coach as well is there to help you reflect, um, and bring more awareness to what it is that you're doing, why you're doing it and kind of help keep you on that path or help you find the path that works best for you as well. It's not just a case of it being, you know, just come in for an hour, do some exercise and go. It's, you know, it's meaningful time to help you understand yourself better. That's the way mm. I'd like to look at, you know, a coach because you spend, you're going to spend an hour a day uh, or an hour a week, let's just say, or more than that. And it, it may be outside that session, you're having communication with that coach as well. But, you know, you invest a lot of time into these people as well. I know with my clients, I like to really try and, you know, uh, communicate them, communicate with them away from my sessions. And especially even over lockdown, this has been one of the things that I've made, I've tried to emphasize more is having more communication with my clients to make sure that, you know, number one, they're okay, you know, that they have someone else to speak to because you're going to be in your house all day, right? So you're only yeah. going to speak to the people that you're directly around. But having more people to speak to, making sure that they're doing the things that they need to and keeping them on track. Um, those are the, the important things I, I, I suppose a coach brings on top of just helping people with the exercise and the nutrition is kind of giving them that guidance to be more introspective. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think, um, that, I think that's fantastic. Any, any, anyone who, who doesn't talk to their clients outside the sessions doesn't really care about their results in my opinion. You know, no, no. like if you, you know, standardize things into, you know, someone paying 50 quid for a personal training session. And then after that hour, that they're kind of off on their own to do whatever they want. They're basically, they're, they're not training, they're not paying for a personal trainer or a coach. They're paying for the workout. Yeah. And it, if it's that, if that's the case, then they're only paying for the workout, then they need to be charging at least 50% <laughs> of, of what, of what they just charged that person. Right. Yeah. And I think it's the support that you give. Right. And that's, I think that's the most important thing is that people need support when, you know, they kind of don't know what they're doing or they do know what they're doing, but they need someone to hold them accountable to what they're doing. Right. Yeah. And that's, uh, yeah. that's, that's the beauty, that's the beauty of kind of online coaching as well. I think yeah. is that, if, if anything, you, you have more, more contact with people through yep. online coaching. I mean, what, what, what would you say? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I've, I've been online coaching for about, um, 
six months properly now. Um, and I've found that working with clients online actually has been so much more beneficial for me communicating with people and understanding what's actually happening with people day to day and what the real struggles are. In a session, you can get a feel of what the struggles are, but because you're seeing people, you know, let's just say once a week or twice a week, you still have that line of communication with them. But when you're coaching with people online, you know, you're, you're kind of constantly always asking for feedback because you need to know what you need to do to help this person keep moving forward. And that's always going to be a case of, okay, how did you find the workout? Um, how's your nutrition been today? what have you struggled with what do you need help with how can i help you um and i definitely feel like online coaching your communication and your your skills to listen are so important rather than just you know just say okay go and do this go and do this go and do this go and do this because that's not coaching that's just telling someone what to do yeah you know? and, and and normally people who work like that can just work off of like a cookie cutter style plan 100 percent yeah, yeah. They, they, it almost, it almost could just be done totally by a by a robot. You just fill it in once, and then anyone applies for it. It's just oh, boom, that's phase one. Boom, phase two. There's no kind of uh, uh, in, yeah. yeah flexibility in in individual uh, you know programming or, or anything. Well, it's not personal. Sorry, sorry if you can hear this banging in the, in the that's background. Right. They got got the roofers in. Can you hear that? I did hear it a little bit, but now that you said that, now I hear it. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, no I, should, I should have kept my mouth shut. <laughs> um, all right, speaking about food and nutrition, what, um, what's, what's your, what's your go-to like treat or cheat meal? Oof. Do you know what? It's a hard one. <laughs> so um, I was a Domino's guy before. Did like a dominance. Hate dominance. <laughs> as, as soon as there's Recently, right, I've gone, I've gone, I've been going through a burgers phase the last like the last two, three months. So um, I don't know okay. if you had a place called Two Buns. Two Buns. Yeah. I've heard of Two Bros. No, this one's Two Buns. So uh, burger place. They do these chips. They're called vegan chips, right? Um, so vegan. Yeah, vegan. They're just normal chips, just with sauce on. It's just, I suppose, it's just a uh, sell it. It's just uh, a you, uh, you know, sell, sell point. <laughs> the old, the old, let's sell to the vegans, you know, because it's popular. Yeah, sauce, vegan sausage rolls and all that. Yeah. <laughs> sure, Greg's will be doing those soon. They probably are already, to be fair. But um, yeah, I think, yeah. I think Wenzel, Wenzel's do them now as well. Oh, Wenzel's, I had Wenzel's in years. Mm. Anyway, back to you, Um so this is what happens when you talk about food. You get distracted so easily, right? It's just like, yeah, you, you and me are proper foodies as well. Yeah. Do you know what? I think that's, that's the one thing. So for me, burgers, right, recently. I was a Byron fan before, but I feel like they've slipped off a little bit. So okay. I've um, heard that recently as well, actually. Yeah, I feel like they've, they're, not, they're not the same they were before. Um, so two buns, this place, it's called a hot, it's called a hot, the hot one it's called. So it's like a double patty, hot sauce. You know, jalapenos, lettuce, tomatoes, and the chips with like this creamy sauce on. Um, oh, mate. Like, um, Where, where's ones. that? Um, so there's one in Elan and there's one in Harrow. So the one I predominantly get from is the one in Elan, Elan Broadway. 
so you know, if you want to sponsor me, two buns, then you know. Two buns, two buns. Hit hit Sandy up with at, the with the affiliate code. At Sandy <laughs> underscore health coach. <laughs> <laughs> Affiliated now with a burger. burger did someone restaurant. did someone say plug? <laughs> 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 um okay cool so have you never um have you never tried like bleaker street or black bear burger or no five i haven't guys? You know, five guys i've had before definitely um okay i haven't had five guys for ages their chips though are unreal their, chip, their chips are on point i'm not i, I kind of go off chips i have like maybe 10 and then i kind of get bored but but the, um, the variety the, of tastes too <laughs> yeah the the, the burgers are definitely on point though um yeah. but I, I need to try a black bear burger they were on on the billion pound menu oh really they've, they, they, they've got a uh a pop-up in in box park i think oh nice. Okay. Well. So meant, meant to be really really good yeah, yeah they like pride themselves off of the quality of the ingredients that they use um but apparently the taste is unreal Anyway, there, there's this, uh, I'll, I'll tell you one as well that you'll like actually before we go off because otherwise we'll, it will turn into a food podcast. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's one in, in Dalston called Filthy Buns. Oh yeah, I've heard of this. I've heard of this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've got like some absolute madness. Like they've got a short rib and Biscoff burger or something like that. I'm not sure how that would taste, but... Um, I was yeah. intrigued and I, I wanted to try it, but then lockdown never, happened. I've, I've never had Biscoff before. Sorry, what? I've never had Biscoff before. You've never had Biscoff. I like, just to clarify, I totally heard what you said the first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I thought I might had everything. I've never had it before, no. So you've never had the spread or the biscuits or. Oh, mate, what, what, what rock have you been hiding under? Biscoff is you know like, I feel like Biscoff's like a staple in things now. So you know what the thing is, right? So for me, they're vegan I, as well. <laughs> yeah, I know, trying, I know. It's gonna offend me right now. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm trying to, I'm trying to plug it to all the vegans as well. Okay, like, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Eat, eat that Biscoff. <laughs> oh, I see. I see your marketing strategy very good. Very nice. <laughs> but yeah, no. Do you know what? Like the problem is that i'm very selective with my food so when i like something i'll stick to those types of things and like i very rarely go away from those things unless you know i really really like it like for me nando's i was like stuck to nando's for a good couple of years before i tried anything different right because okay. nando's was like the gold standard for me and then you get bored of eating the same shit over and over again you know oh, i'm just getting boring now but yeah chicken bit of halloumi oh, nice does it <laughs> you should um you should definitely next time you go to the supermarket you should pick yourself up a a tub of the spread the crunchy spread don't get the smooth one it's dead get the get the crunchy one and you will not regret it buddy i promise I'll, you, I'll, you I'll, I'll, I'll try it and then i'll tag you and i'll try it <laughs> do that please do that you can literally have it on on anything you can put it on anything and it will taste nice not that I've tried it on anything other than like toast or like a bloody something like I haven't tried it on any madness yet, but yeah. Right. Um, so let's get, <laughs> let's get back yeah. to it. Um, so we don't run out of time or anything. Um, cool. All right. Here's some, here's some interesting questions. So if you could turn back time and talk to the 18 year old version of yourself, <laughs> what would you, uh, what, what would you say? 
I'd say stop spending money on stupid shit, basically. That's what I would say. Stop spending <laughs> money. Don't go to goals and play football with your friends that evening because you could have made it as a professional footballer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me hoping. Yeah. Um, someone, what was it? Someone said, uh, oh, if, yeah, if I went back and spoke to the 18 year old version of myself, I would just say, don't be a dick. <laughs> Pretty sound advice. Sim- I'd say. Simple that advice. Very, yeah. very simple. Don't be a twat, basically. So, you know what? I bought a car when I was, what, when I was 18. I bought a golf, a Mark IV golf, and I decided I wanted to do it up. So, I bought some like 18 inch deep ditch rims for it, changed the lights. Bear in mind, it's a 1.4, so it wasn't very fast. It was like proper heavy, so you know. So, it looks so you good. had like a, you had like an Ali G kind of car. Basically, yeah. And <laughs> I looked like I looked like Ali G back then as well. So it was, you know, you know, skin fade, no beard, just a little line on the top there. You know? or, orange glasses. Typical. Well, I think the orange glasses <laughs> might have been a step far, and the condom head as well. I wasn't sure about that. Yeah. But um, yeah. So. I spent probably, I probably put about 5,000 into that car, which I regret doing. I wish I had not done that. that, that how much, how much did you sell it for? Um, I ended up selling it, well, it got written off in the end. Because oh, my, okay. my sister took it and then it got written off, basically. And they, the insurance company only gave 500 quid for the car and I spent like three grand on it, like initially when I bought it. So, yeah, mate. Hmm. Not yeah, a smart but- on my part. That doesn't sound like fun. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. Um, but you know what? Listen, you live and you learn. So my advice to any young people, listen. So this is for you young people, right? Don't buy a car for a stupid amount of money and do stupid shit to it. Just get like a mi- Nissan Micra. Keep it simple. Keep it moving. Save up your money. Go on holiday. Well, when you can, you know, enjoy life. Give it about <laughs> six months. Then you'll be able to go on holiday. <laughs> Oh mate, yeah, that's, I'm, that's I'm, still, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm still in the process of uh, doing my theory and stuff. I've been slacking, man. I don't oh, no even way. have a license yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just been. Have you done, have you done that little one? You know, when you're on the computer screen and you can see hazards on the side road, and you got to press the mouse. Have you done that yet? Uh, I've done like a mock version of that, but it's yeah. I don't know. I've like I'm doing the theory now, and it's just like at a red light at the traffic stop. Uh, you you must one accelerate through the red light. Two run over everybody on the pavement. Or three stop and wait for the light to turn green. And you're just like, uh, who's gonna click any of those other two buttons? Like, you would be surprised, mate. You would. Be yeah, surprised. I probably I probably would be. I probably would be. Um, right, man. Cool. Let's make this the, the the last question. I'm always I'm always curious of what people say to this. Yeah. Um, if you had a hundred million pounds to spend on health tech or gym equipment or whatever, what, what would you buy? Like, do you have any particular brands of anything that you like or uh, anything coming out that you think sounds interesting? And because you've got that expendable imaginary cash that you would buy some. (laughs) (laughs) Love. I love having expendable imaginary cash. It's so much fun spending money in your head on stuff that that you can't have you know (laughs) (laughs) um what would i buy see i would um 
it's a hard question because there's so many it'd be lots of little things as opposed to one big thing like i'd love to get one of those massive um rigs you know the ones with the um jammer arms just because i love those sorts of those sorts of uh those sorts of things as well um i just love to have a, a massive playground of equipment basically that's what I'd spend my hundred thousand on. I, I can't yeah. put it on one thing. It will be just tons of stuff. Just cause you know, it's nice to experiment with different ways to train sometimes and just um, try lots of new things. Um, like for example, would you, where would you get the rig from? Would you get it from like Rogue or Bulldog? Yeah, Rogue, or? Rogue, Rogue, I like Rogue stuff. Rogue stuff is pretty good. Um, who else was I? You know who used to do good stuff was FMI, but um, they seem to have not a very good reputation anymore, do they? From what I heard. Um, is that the functional movement screen stuff? I think, no, this is a different company. They do rigs and stuff like that as well, FMI. Um, but they've got, I checked out some of their equipment and they've got really bad reviews, apparently. Um, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't rogue, know about that, that brand. Rogue stuff is, um, Full Metal Industries they're called, sorry. Uh, no, I've never actually even heard of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I think, I'm I'm not in the loop. Yeah, so I think rogue stuff. I love rogue stuff. Um, just get um, you know, a few squat racks, a few uh, few barbells, just plates. To be honest, I'd be happy with barbells and plates. To be honest, that's kind of all I'd really need. To be honest, I don't really would go for. Would you go for the Alico or the Ivanko? Definitely, definitely Alico. Definitely Alico. Yeah, yeah, those would be sexy. With the, with the skinny, with the skinny plates. Yeah, skin. yeah, the really skin-coloured plates. Yeah, 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 those would be beautiful. Because then they make you feel like shit. I'm not really lifting that much, so I've got to kind of up my game a little bit, you know. Well, you go, you go up to the bar, and you think it's like 30 kilos, but it's actually 70. Yeah. <laughs> You're like yeah. shit. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you know what? I like. I think over the years you get more used to kind of just using less. I mean, I know when I was younger, I used to just like use everything, but actually, as I got older with my training, simple is better. To be fair. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably just use a hundred thousand to just buy. Was it a hundred million or a hundred thousand? What was it? Hundred million, hundred million, yeah. Yeah, I'd probably just use it to go on holidays and stuff or buy mansions and. No, 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 no. It's only, for, it's only for health equipment. It's imaginary health equipment. <laughs> what if you could? What if you could buy health properties? Health or properties. if you wanted to be smart, if you wanted to be smart about it, you could say that you <laughs> buy an island and turn the whole island into one gym. Outdoor gym, that's what I'd want to invest in. I'd put my money into an outdoor gym. That, that Outdoor space. There you go. Would you, would you pop it in your local community or would you have it just private to yourself? Um, I, do you know what? I'd like to do uh, like community because I think it's good to, especially right now with everything that's going on, it's really important to have that sense of community and yeah, do things yeah, for sure. with people around you, man. Because um, I think it's what people need right now. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's the kind of idea with these podcasts is that yeah, yeah. get get people from all over all over the world. Uh, I mean, probably mainly at the moment London, but <laughs> <laughs> trying to trying to basically take take gems from loads of different coaches. Like you know, why not? No, definitely, it's cool, um, man. It's we're, in a, we're in an, we're in an industry where people kind of hide themselves in their shells by themselves mm -hmm. and don't let anyone else in. But yeah. yeah, I think it's good to to have an actual fitness community going on. But what's it? Let's uh, let, let's wrap it up there, man. Do you do you have anything else that, that you want to add? Um, I know it's just been. Do you know what? It's been a pleasure, man. I really enjoyed it actually. So um, yeah. 
And uh, yeah, I'd be happy to do it again, man. But I think what you're doing and this whole idea of bringing everyone into community and kind of creating a fitness kind of network, as it were, I think that's really important because, you know, we're all in the same, you know, we're on the same ship and we're all trying to move towards a better fitness industry. And I think if anything, that's been the main goal since lockdown is the fitness industry has come together to open gyms back up. And I think things like this, really help us share and explore ideas together which is important yeah yeah for sure well uh well yeah i appreciate you giving me the time man to to come on here um, if if anyone's uh listening to this on the on the podcast then feel free to head over to uh my instagram or my youtube where you'll be able to find uh sand deeps uh uh at yeah the handle that's it bloody hell can't get my words out today. Oh, um, I just I help you out there. Sorry, mate. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> nice one. All right. Fantastic. Cool. And uh, 